Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where each and every week, the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader and investor. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes, including a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. And today's podcast, I'd really like to talk a little bit about um, the noise of the market, I suppose, for a better way of talking about it. And a few of you, uh, for those who've been listening to or who listen to our podcasts regularly, you'll know that uh, over recent times, you know, I've talked about some of the the bearish news or the, the experts that are bearish on the market and and saying how, you know, don't listen to the media. And the last month or actually in the last two, three, four months, uh, it's been interesting the news out there from newsletters, um, reports, you know, um, subscription reports, newspapers, you know, journalists. And I've had a few phone calls from journalists asking for comments, etc. about, oh, yeah, the market's fallen 2%. And I think only in my podcast a couple of weeks ago, I said, you know, I turned the TV on and they were saying the market, you know, was you know, the market fell heavily or you know crashed but it only fell two percent on that day and and i was wondering what that all the talk was and and also discussed how i spoke to well, i was speaking to brokers recently and and people in the, the industry and they're all saying hey the everybody's bearish everybody's bearish what's your thoughts and i said i'm bullish and they all thought i had two heads you know because i was the only one that was telling them that I was on more on the bullish side than the bearish side, even though the market had fallen. Um, and our market's fallen 17% in the last um, four or five months. So it has fallen a reasonable amount. But that doesn't mean I need to be bearish on the market because I thought the market was at or near its lows and that the low would happen very, very shortly yeah, um, if it hadn't happened already. And um, and, I, and when I had a chat with this broker the other day, actually, he was just saying, he said, every everybody is very, very bearish. And I said, that's exactly why I'm bullish, because if everybody's bearish, then there's nobody left to sell because the bears have already sold and the market must go up. And it was interesting, only yesterday we, we got an email from somebody um, who uh, copied an article, I, I think it was in the Financial Review the other day, or on, probably on Monday, I'd say, um, given they've sent us the email and they're asking our comment it was one of our students asking us to comment on this article and it it was basically um, talking about this as this article in the financial review saying and I'll quote some of the article um, in the from the financial review and it says forget the bears that have been circling global shares the bulls are back in charge and equity markets are set to surge by as much as 20% by the end of 2016 and that was a comment by of you know, um, Citigroup, basically, uh, what it says there. So one of the world's largest banks and groups, and it says after a dismal three months that ended with global equities posting their worst quarter since 2011, Citi's global strategist says fears of a China-led global recession and accompanying bear market were overdone. Surprise, surprise. I've just added that last two words. The 9% fall in the global MSCI All Countries World Index in the third quarter was painful, but at 16% down for the year was not far off the 12% annual sell-off median, the New York headquartered bank said 
in the research note. We all know, you know, traders know that the market falls every year somewhere between 8 and 12%, generally every four years somewhere between 15 and 20 odd percent. It's really not something, it's not rocket science this, and it's not something that we don't know, and that's why um, I was never worried, and, and it was interesting you know, some of my guys in here, or our, our, our team in here, who are traders themselves, you know, they said, you know, they just asked me, and they said, oh, you know, should we be worried about all this stuff in the market, Dale? And I said, if Janine and myself aren't stressed, then don't you get stressed? Because if we're not worried, then there's nothing to worry about. And, you know, we've, we've learned a long, long time ago, which both Janine and I have been dealing with journalists for well over a decade, probably nearly, you know, nearly... 13, 14 years, and and it's constant that uh, they're always trying to take a negative tone on things, and and you know we've we've always uh, been very very careful with, uh, of what we say about the market and how we say it because all too often they want you to say stuff that's in line with everybody else, and we know that mum and dad or people listening to us, uh, we also know the people reading our reports. Um, and reading what we say in the newspaper, they take it seriously. And, and that's a really, uh, I suppose, uh, it's an important task from our point of view to make sure we get it right. So when we do say something, we actually believe that's what's going to happen. We're not just actually saying that, and we're very careful, you know, and we are sometimes bearish on the market. And I know for a while there, we were very bearish on our market all the way through. But in 2007, we were saying to the people, get out, get out, we're bearish. And everybody's saying, why are you bearish when everybody else is bullish? And that's exactly the same reason why we're bullish when everybody else is bearish. Um, I'll read a little bit more of this this article, and it says uh, there's a British equity strategist, a gentleman by the name of Robert Buckland, said the global market had moved into the next phase of its cycle, maturing bull. Hmm. Now we're in a bull cycle. The market had moved into phase three of a bull market a year ago. So now we're in a bull market, and all the media are talking about it being a bear market. Now I'm not saying anything about this this gentleman and his views because I've never read his views before. He may have been calling it a bull market for a long time. Um, but he goes on to say, bull market a year ago, when equities continue to form despite credit spreads rising, historically this phase has lasted up to three years and is characterized by rising volatility. We expect de-equitization, which means people getting out of equities, the search for yield, large caps, outperformance, and bubble risk to be key themes for global equities. So I'm assuming he's talking about in the next three years. In that. So now we're starting to talk about bubbles in our marketplace coming on. The bullish forecast comes as global equities kick off a positive start to the fourth quarter. Overnight on Monday, the S&P 500 in the US recorded five straight days of gains for the first time in 2015. And the S&P ASX 200 has more than recouped 55 billion that was sold off in just one day in September 2000 and uh, September 29. I don't know how they recoup 55 billion. I mean, we know when they say on the news that, hey, there was 55 billion wiped off our market yesterday. I wonder where, to, where it went. It's one of those strange things where it went. But uh, every share bought uh, is also, every share sold is bought by somebody. Now, the city economists are forecasting the global economy to grow by just 2.6% in 2015 and 2.9% 2000, in 2016. And in is this context, the strategy team favoured cyclical stocks. To defensive stocks, so cyclical stocks to defensive. Defensives are more things in, our, in the Australian market, such as your banks, 
um, you will wear those sorts of types of stuff. Cyclical stops, stocks tend to be things like more like your BHPs and your Rios who have things such as the US dollar and commodity prices affecting them and that do run in cycles, commodities run in cycles um, and so do interest rates for that matter and, and obviously so does our Aussie dollar. But the bank said the risk in, in global growth lay to the downside, noting Chief Economist um, William, I can't even say his name, Reuters, warning growth could fall to 2%. Um, I'll just flip over the page a little bit. Australian equities were still a yield magnet for global investors. Remember our yields are quite high and, and, and recently I think ANZ hit up like 9% at least for ANZ. So our yields are pretty good for people chasing yields. So that nice little magnet as it's saying there to attract investors both internally in Australia um, and externally. But City added that better value was to be found in Europe and Japan. Well, I don't know about that. Australian equity strategist Tony Brennan said the Australian equities yield was twice that of government bonds, while cautious earnings per share guidance from companies forecast limit the scope to analysts for downgrade. Um, uh, the city's city indexes or city not city index city bank um, year end 2016 target for our ASX 200 is 6,200 points by the end of 2016. Um, and they're saying it's a 23% rise. Now, that's their guess. Um, I'm not sure whether they're going to be correct or not. Right now, what's my take on the market? It's, I was only chatting with our team this morning. I have a meeting with our team all the time, uh, at least once a week, about what the market's doing. And I've been saying for the last sort of four or five weeks that the low will happen in the next four, in these next four or five weeks. And last week, I said it's either happened or it's about to happen in the next week or two. And if it does happen in the next week or two, it'll be a very quick short sharp meltdown probably that that lowest it would go to would be that uh, 48.50 point on our all ordinaries index which is a huge huge strong level for our marketplace you don't get any stronger than 48.50 so if it went through that then i would start changing my view but it hasn't done that it's found some support at this stage our market does look like it's going to rise our market does look like it's had its fall as i said it's been 70 percent so it's in the time frame for a normal low that we we're expecting it's in the price range for a normal normal low that we we're expecting so what i'm saying is the fall we've had over the last few months is exceptionally normal there's nothing abnormal about it in in fight in in, um, in fact it really is just the market doing what the market does and that's what we need to remember is i've had people on the street, I've had people, uh, you know, sending through emails you know, who uh, listen to our podcast who aren't students of ours saying, you know, should I get out of the market? Should I sell all my shares? Should I do all this? And they've been doing that the last few months. And I'm saying, why? Uh, now's the time to get ready to get to buy. And I'd say that's my strong message from now is that uh, if you've got cash there, start having a look at the market because you'll find some really, really nice opportunities opportunities in our market and I think probably we'll see by the end of this year our market will be up somewhere between 52 and 5500 points whether it makes that sort of 6200 points by the end of next year I don't know just yet um, it will depend on how it rise but I would suggest that we're going to see a rise up now till probably February March maybe a little bit longer but I'd say February March will be the next peak on our market before we do have an, another um, slight pullback but uh, that'd be my take on the market right now so hope you've enjoyed my little podcast here yeah. um, and as I said to me it's it's 
the the biggest 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 piece of advice I give people um, when looking at the Australian share market or any market in that fact is is that experts get it wrong a lot of times um, and you've got to look about where where their their motivation for putting out their recommendations or their theories are and generally they the the experts do work for big institutions and if big institutions are wanting to do things they're putting out information that allows them that luxury to do stuff at this point in time and they look at it whole differently than than what i do as a, an independent trader um, i look at the market completely different um, as an independent trader than what a lot of the institutions do and that's why Janine and I, when we're making our assumptions on what the market's going to do, we're going to be pretty right most of the time because we're looking at what the market is actually doing, not speculation on what it might actually do. And that's probably the difference in why learning to trade is a really powerful skill to get or to develop because you can make your job so much simpler. And a lot of people um, don't get in the share market because they think it's very complex and hard and really it's it, it is quite simple once you understand a few um, carved in stone um, strategies and techniques and it's not hard anybody can actually learn how to do it themselves so anyway i'll leave all that with you you've been listening to talking wealth i'll chat with you next time i'm dale gillen the chief analyst here at wealth within take care bye thanks for listening to this week's podcast for more information products and services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation.